and we're live. Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with former porn actor, OnlyFans content creator, and drag queen, Jesse Montgomery. How you doing today, Sexy? Doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had to make sure my makeup's on point because this bitch is a drag queen and I don't want to get fucking judged. Oh, um, girl, you're looking good. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually work. perfect because I almost lost track of time trying to work on a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is human, and by that I mean it was made by a human. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I love this. Is my thing. I love it. We'll go in the questions in a second. I love it. I all of my wigs are synthetic. My thing is like everyone's like, why do you have so many wigs? I'm like, yeah, when I'm spending fifteen bucks on a wig, of course I can have a lot. Right, versus spending like ninety. I mean, shoot, I've spent, I think my most expensive wig is $40. And even then, I have 13 wigs. I'm like, come on now. Like, when you're going cheap and you know what you're doing, come on. You can, even a cheap wig can look good. Yeah. And it's like, the thing is, when people are like, it has to be human, it's like, girl, you are all plastic. Theoretically, you're made out of couch cushions. <laughs> Not, I, I don't pad because, like, what was it? Somebody told me to pad one time. I'm a, I am a thick bitch. I'm a thick bitch with a fat ass. And somebody's like, you should start doing pads. I'm like, none of my drag will fit. Like, if I start wearing pads now, no. <laughs> I just yeah. dove headstrong in. Like, I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. And especially <laughs> certain guys when I move away. Okay, actually. You know, we'll just turn the interview. So what was it like for you growing up in Iowa? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I mean, I was that that quiet kid in the back of the classroom that, you know, didn't have any friends. So I was like, eh. Plus, I, I, I didn't make any points make any. So I was more focused. On getting out. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting the hell out of that little shithole. <laughs> Girl, I get it. I live in, I live in Florida. I'm literally planning on moving this year because I'm like I am fucking over this. Like, <laughs> what you don't wait, you don't want uh, your governor to stay there? With, you don't want to stay with your governor? Of course not. Like, here's my thing: it's too hot down here. Like, everyone thinks I'm crazy when I tell them where I want to move, so I'm planning on moving to Detroit. <laughs> and everyone's like. It's so unsafe there. I'm like, first of all, y'all think of like Detroit in the 80s. Detroit is not like that anymore. Yeah. That's like telling somebody don't move to Manhattan because you saw a movie that was filmed in the 80s and 90s. Manhattan <laughs> ain't like that anymore. Come on, J-Lo's made in Manhattan. <laughs> no, it's it's like seriously, now Disney. By the way, I fucking hate Disney for taking over shit. Like I'll just say that you made it so that people can't afford to live in Manhattan anymore. You chased out all the hookers and you put in like fucking family shit. We already can't afford the shit and you just spike the prices up. Exactly. That's why like everyone's like again to the point of Detroit. I'm like you can get a one bedroom apartment in Detroit for $600 a month. 
oh gosh, right here in Shabagdad, um, like I'm spending 715 for a two bedroom. Yeah, that's and that's why I lived in Orlando at one point. I'm like, that's what I was paying in Orlando like five years ago. And I'm like, that's reasonable. Somebody says my best friend told me he's like, it's like they're cheap apartments in other places. I'm like, where? Where that I actually want to live. Because I'm not living in the sticks. Like this See, area. I'm in a slot time location because I'm an hour from Green Bay, an hour from Milwaukee. Go two hours west, you hit Madison. Go two and a half hours south, you hit Chicago. Go across the other side of the lake and you hit Detroit. <laughs> yes. That's why everyone's the other thing is I've never been in Detroit. And he's like, Aren't you gonna go visit? I'm like, no. Like, why would I do that? I lived, I didn't visit Orlando before I moved there. I lived there for four years. So I'm like, I just migrate and settle. And eventually I'll find something. If I get bored, I'll just go to Canada. It's right there. Right. <laughs> so how old were you when you came out and what was it like for you? Oh gosh. I was 13. Oh, I was nine years old when I actually realized that I liked boys. And then I came out when I was 13. Um, and of course, you know, with my grandparent, my stepdad's parents, you know, being super religious and all that stuff, it was more of the, uh, we still love you, but don't talk about it. So from 13 to 17, until I finally went to college and moved out, or well, I moved into the dorms, it was, it was basically just, I kept my mouth shut. Yeah, I will say to that religious upbringing, I came out at 18, but I was still living at home. And I will say in some ways I had it easy because I only had to come out to one parent because I came out um, four months after my mom died. So it's just having to come out to my dad and then I have an older sister. And my older sister was super accepting. I just found out now that she came out as queer. So I'm like, like you were hiding something. That's why you were so accepting of me. I see you. I see you. You get uh huh. <laughs> That's way not 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 to stereotype lesbians very much. But my sister did play softball and drive a truck in high school. So I mean, see, you couldn't. You it should, should have. It should have been obvious. You couldn't base that stereotype and back where I'm from in Iowa because if you were a tomboy, you just tomboys in general. You had a truck. Everybody had a pickup. Yeah. If you had a car, you were a wuss. <laughs> and what was the other thing? She had to build some of my furniture in my apartment because I'm a faggot and I don't know how to build anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a drag queen. I don't fucking know how to build shit. <laughs> what is that? Um, What's that uh, housing thing that Jimmy Carter started? Uh, Habitat for Humanity. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, so yeah. So I came out, as I said, at 18. Okay, so I did make a mistake. I came out to a youth minister at the church. And I told him about this performance idea I had with a knife and how I'd practice stabbing myself because I'm dramatic, obviously. 
and he left the room. He came back in about 10 minutes later. He said, you have one of two options. Either you're coming with me or I'm calling the cops. Now, I thought going with him was a smart idea. <laughs> now, in hindsight, I would have let him call the cops. <laughs> oh. So he took me to get a psyche valve. They had told me I had passed it. But my feeling is he didn't like that. And basically went around. Oh, sh- uh, hello. Dang. Dang. Oh. There we go. I started getting go. a phone call and I cut my video stream. Oh, okay. Work. So where was I? Oh yeah. So he told he told um. So basically, he told them that I was lying, and as a result, I got locked in a mental institution for 64 hours. Yes. Yeah, the the better option would have been, probably would have been the yeah, go ahead, call the cops. They're not going to do anything, but take me. Yeah. Home. <laughs> they wouldn't have done anything anyway. Like. This is why it's like motherfucker, and he wasn't done either. Because after I got out, about a week later, he had a meeting with me and a priest who set me up with a therapist to help pray the gay away. (laughs) And it worked so well. The old PGA. No, not the Professional Golf Association, the pray the gay away. (laughs) Yes. It's like, it's, first of all, it's like, first of all, A, A, that shit doesn't work, clearly. But it's like, B, don't y'all just understand that, like, once I rebel against the church, I'm going to start making terrible ide- terrible decisions? Like, that's not going to make me stay. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that was the whole reason I uh, I stopped going. Because when I finally told my youth, pa- my youth pastor that I was gay. Literally, it was just 10 minutes of silence. And then I felt awkward enough. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. I thought I could trust you. But I guess that was wrong. God told me to tell you and he now he's telling me to get away. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, this is the thing. And it's like, first of all, it this is this is just proof this I will say this. If you're in those kinds of jobs, you need to be a certain age. This motherfucker was 23. So it's like, you're barely an adult yourself. (laughs) And you're making decisions from me? Come back when you're uh, 25, when your brain's fully developed. Yeah. (laughs) And I literally just told my dad one day. It's like, I said, I'm like, nope. Nope, I ain't going to this place anymore. That was like right before I moved out. Which when I moved out to Orlando. What was it? My aunt told me. She's like, I never thought you were going to leave this area. I'm like, I had to. I had to go find myself. Like, I wasn't going to do that here. With all you like motherfucking straight people who like. It's Orlando's where I found drag. It's like 
And I wasn't going to do that around here. We're like, because this is the area I live in. The same four to six queens, or no, the same four to five queens get booked everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of them because they don't like the fact that I sing live. They don't like an upstate talent. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that unlike them where they can do their fancy one, two numbers, I can do 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, that's uh, singing live is how I got my crown. So. Wait, no way. I did not know that. <laughs> I was uh, Miss Gay Southeastern Wisconsin, US of A 2022. work i mean shoot i'm so proud of this bitch that i even got her on display <laughs> yes i love that and then we were talking wigs i'm telling you see but yours are yours are on mannequin mine well especially <laughs> because i'm living at home my shit is split up two different places so like my wigs are in my bedroom and then like in my sister's rooms are like my shoes and my outfits outfits body suits and t-shirts that's all i do <laughs> <laughs> that's why who was it my drag sister said she's like okay if you want to perform around here you're gonna have to lip sync and you're gonna have to wear a dress i'm like why the fuck would i do that like so what? So I could do the same shit that y'all are doing? No, thank you. Yeah. It's like y'all are going to make me take off my sunglasses and theoretically learn how to do eyes. I'm not going to fucking learn. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing drag since 2015 without learning how to do eyes. I think I'm, I'm, think I'm fucking fine. Like, <laughs> Shoot, everybody's got the anesthetic. Yeah. Love drag race and everything, but it did kind of put like a little staple on what drag should be. And drag was never an exact art. I know. I'm, I will say this controversial, huh? I'm not watching this season. Well, okay. This is, this is my thing. And I've said this on every, I've said this on like a lot of interviews. RuPaul, get RuPaul's drag race the fuck off of TV. Like, we're in 2024. Put that shit on Paramount Plus where people can like get it for eight bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Nobody our age has fucking cable anymore. Shit. Right? <laughs> like, shoot, they have that uh they have Wild Wild Presents Plus. I mean, they could literally just, you know completely bank off of it immediately and cut out middlemen. But they want the fancy deals and all this. This is the thing. I would never compete on Drag Race because the minute they ask me to sew something, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna pull a Dela. I'm good. I'm done. Let's go. See you later. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's 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 like don't you don't you want to try? I I saw what you all did to Kasha Davis. Nope, I'm fucking leaving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
what made you want to um start doing porn uh well actually to be honest it was a last minute like no place was calling me back after my job interview so i was like i need to make some freaking money i am 19 years old with my living with my grandparents in idaho no job so after you know seven places never called me back and i gave the whole hey i was just wondering what did you guys think oh yeah we decided to go a different direction i was like great all right so what i'm gonna do is last minute i've been watching these guys since i was 16 in my high school computer lab re uh editing my high school yearbook <laughs> i'm gonna send it an application at two o'clock in the morning and then all of a sudden at about six in the morning i get a response say asking if i want to go out in about a month i want to say it was wow i mean granted anyone who's like i've never thought about doing porn okay <laughs> i will not do it porn i have i will admit i have thought about doing prostitution and i have thought about selling drugs a lot of times at work i'm like <laughs> everyone's like but those jobs are illegal i'm like yes but you get to keep a hundred percent of your income right <laughs> and if you do it right you don't pay <laughs> i did i thought about Cause let's say this: when I was living in Orlando, I was barely making ends meet. <laughs> hey, sounds like plenty. There are plenty of times my dad used to call me with the. Oh shit! Oh, damn. Okay, technical difficulties. Okay, where am I going? This will work itself out. In theory. Okay.
Okay. Give him a few more minutes to get back in. Yeah. Oh, my God. My dumbass got to plug my phone in. <laughs> That's okay. There was one interview I had somebody do that three different times. <laughs> well, I, I just... again, I'm not moving. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what was I saying? Prostitution. All the, yeah. That's why my dad, my dad was on my checking account with me and he used to be the one sending me. He's like, you've overdrawn your account again. I'm like, that's why I'm like, I, I would do those things of like, where's an old man's dick I can suck for some money. Um, Yeah, I've fallen into those moments before. I'm like, I, I, I'm broke. I need money. All right. Twitter grinder. Let's open it up. Let's see who's out and about. Uh, oh, gosh. No, not this area. Nope. Never mind. I'll struggle until payday. <laughs> That's the thing. Some people are like, I would never do that. First of all, fuck off. <laughs> you would never do that. Okay. Okay, what, you're a hero because you never do prostitution? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, work. So what's the biggest misconception people have about filming porn? Honestly, that, well, I guess nowadays, you know, they, this isn't really the case. But when I was filming, it was that we're sluts. That were, you know, always kind of like behind the scenes sleeping with each other. Granted, a lot of them do, but a lot of us literally mostly just hung out and shoot. I made one of my best friends in the world just doing it. And our, our the way we became friends was at the end of Helix Academy. It was our last night out uh, during that shoot. And we were, we just sat on the patio smoking a bunch of weed and like getting drunk before our flights and. <laughs> We just sat there and talked and just had a blast. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, like, another one is that people think it goes a lot more seamlessly than it actually does. Like, uh, Gosh, no, yeah. You're sitting, people to... sitting there in those lights, you know, trying to keep your heart on while, you know, for six, seven, eight hours... That's why when some people say, like, what was that I heard somebody say? It's like, just do Trimex. I'm like, it's like, you fuck that up. You can wind up in the hospital. Like, mm -hmm. that's the one thing I, I learned. I learned a lot from interviewing people who used to do and who used to do porn, like. And I swear, sometimes, like, you'll interview people and people just expect you to know stuff. I'm like, I'm just a normal person. Like, what was it? Somebody asked me, like, do you know what sounding is? I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> Not sounding. I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, I know, I am like a gay person on here. I know basic stuff. And then I have to go teach my best friend who's also gay stuff. 
because he's 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 now at the um ripe old age of 29 he decided he wants to start hooking up with people i'm like or no no he's 30 he's older than me i'm 29 so it's like i'm like let me tell you what all of this means (laughs) get ready because you're gonna get a life lesson here real quick (laughs) yeah i'm like tina is (laughs) and i'm like what was the other thing poppers are and i'm like Because this is the thing you have you have to do this is the thing that I say about being gay. You have to do research because it's not like a lot of shit is done in like especially I would say even in smaller towns is done even more in CD situations because you're dealing with like the same five closet cases who mm-hmm. are all doing all sorts of other shit and like That's why I, when I lived in Orlando, people did weed. I moved back home. All of a sudden, people were like Adderall, poppers. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not giving you my Adderall to take so you can like do it while we're having sex. Like, no. No, if we're going to do this, you're either going to be high on weed or you're going to be sober as fuck unless you're drunk. <laughs> exactly. And even then, we still got to be careful because I ain't letting you pass out on me. I've never had that happen. What was... Craziest thing... Which... For any kids listening, don't do this. But... Viewer discretion is... (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> there were there were some hot homeless dudes I used to let. <laughs> and I would let some of them spend the night. Like <laughs> Hey, you need a place to stay? I got you, but you gotta get me. <laughs> That's why somebody said that. I did that because at one point I had I had okay. So I took in a straight couple because there was the guy that I was interested in, but the guy turned out to be like a major alcoholic. So I kicked him out of my house. I let the I let the I let the straight couple stay there because fuck, they clean my house. So I'm like, absolutely. As long as you don't <laughs> take shit, you, you can fucking stay here. I hate cleaning. <laughs> absolutely. You clean my apartment. You leave when I go to work. You come back when I'm home. No problem. That's what she called. <laughs> yeah. As I said, this is this is what I've said on this podcast. I'm clearly not a role model. I'm the person who had sex with a crackhead. Like, but in my defense, I didn't know he was on crack. I drove a half an hour to get him, and then like as we were almost to my apartment, that's when he told me I was on crack. That he was on crack. I'm like. <laughs> But I mean, of course, I let him in, and he, and he was the first guy to eat me out, and that's when I found out I liked that. So, like, sometimes sage advice. Sometimes I have sex with crackheads. 
<laughs> hey, they they may be strung out, but sometimes they know what they do. They've done exactly. it enough. Exactly. <laughs> That's why what was it? Some people say, like when gay people talk about having kids. I'm like, with the life I've led, I am no kind of example for anybody. Oh gosh. <laughs> Because you can imagine, you can imagine, like, wait, in, okay, let me put it this way. You have a kid, wait until, wait until you had sex to, to, wait until you're married to have sex. But dad, I saw you getting fucked by somebody on that video. Like, <laughs> <laughs> with, with me. I say, now as I do. Yeah. With me, it'd be like, it'd be like, don't trust like a hoe. And they'd be like. You wear a t-shirt with pants on stage with a thong sticking out. How are you going to tell me? Fuck off. That's <laughs> <laughs> that is a stage presence. That is, that 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 is art. That is that that's different. That's not this. <laughs> yeah. I I saw Madonna try to like justify it to her kid one time or like her daughter. And her and Madonna said to her daughter, "That's a little risque." And her daughter turned around and she said, "That's rich coming from you." And I'm like, "Well, you should have expected that kind of a response. You're fucking Madonna, like." <laughs> Love it. So, of the studios you've worked with, which one was your favorite? Well, I've really only worked with two studios. It was uh. I worked with Helix, and then I worked with um, Dog Fart Productions, which does Blacks on Boys. Um, and even then, uh, Blacks on Boys, I only filmed with them twice, and they were both because uh, the first time was because Luke Allen, he was uncomfortable doing the scene by himself, so he asked me to go with him. And we make it a dual, you know, basically a three-way scene. And then the second time I filmed with them, it was a friend, another friend of mine needed money. So I was like, hey, you know what? You fit the aesthetic that they look for. You know, I'm down to make some money. Plus, I'll get an extra money for referral. So why don't we go? And we did it. Got that done. But um, I could definitely say by far, Helix was my top number one. It was my favorite studio to watch when I was watching. And then... I got the pleasure of getting to work with them, so. Yeah. And, I mean, that's how a lot of us got got to know who you were. <laughs> Back when I was watching you in middle school. I'm a fucking liar. Um, no. <laughs> high, school and high school and college, which is brief. <laughs> and you're only 29, which means you're not that far behind me either, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why what was it and this this is what i say i don't know maybe it's just me like getting closer to 30 i sometimes like i just interviewed somebody who's like 37 on on thursday who's like a go-go boy he's hot as fuck and i'm like i'm like damn Remember how the how toxic gays were back when you were a twink when everyone's like, oh my god, if you're over 25, you're old. Oh god, yeah. Disgusting. 
mess. Shoot, they'll say that now, but they're dropping the age down to 24, 23. Shoot. <laughs> but the thing is with studios, studios should be looking to work with anybody because at least in my theory, you can tell me if I'm wrong about this. OnlyFans is kind of like phasing out studios, right? Mm-hmm. With all the, you know, these TikTok boys and everybody that's making themselves famous, like why would they need to go through a middleman to make them famous when they can just do it themselves? Exactly. The internet is like so good. That's why when people talk about like this and like, if I'd ever want to go on like TV or do like a talk show, my thing is like, first of all, I would, I would, they would literally have to put me on HBO because you, because you put me, you put me on, you put me on CBS, they're going to have to censor half the show. <laughs> They'd be like, so we had to cut that brief real quick. Oh, here's the other half of the answer. Because, <laughs> because this was the thing. What was it? I had, I had somebody on here. Um, a contestant from go go for the gold who's like what can i say i'm like i don't tend to censor people i'm like i would avoid talking about murder but i'm pretty much sure everything else is on the table (laughs) (laughs) and in classic response to somebody who's a comedian he's like i've only murdered two people and nobody's found the bodies so i'm like like yes i love you bitch That's the proper response. <laughs> You'll yeah. never see skeletons in the closet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like bitch, I'm a musician. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and tell people like, oh, don't say that. Oh, don't say that. I, I'm the bitch who like once okay. Well I didn't get in trouble for this, but I got told not to do this. So I had ended one of my sets because I started out, out doing drag at a straight bar. So like I was at an open mic night. I had screamed motherfucker into the microphone to like end my set. And then I got told by the owner the next week not to do that. <laughs> there's like, there's old people here. Don't do that. I'm like, so kicking them the fuck out. Like, do they know what they came to see? Do they know what this is? Yeah, it's like, I'm a musician. Like, they also, what was it? There's a comedian that week who. Did a joke about like a stripper sliding her pussy down the down the or sliding her pussy down the stripper pole, and they're like, "Yeah, don't do that joke either." I'm like, "I'm like, so what are we gonna? What are these people gonna watch if we can't do what we we're supposed to do?" Like, you know, you the most boring shit show ever. Like, (laughs) Uh, anytime you have entertainment, you really can't control. Otherwise, you magic of you lose the magic and the attention of the audience. Yeah, it's like it's not like I'm lighting cans of hairspray on fire, like. <laughs> which I loved when Lady Gaga talked about that, and she's like, she's like, I used to do that at bars. I'm like, I love that. That's fucking insane. I would never trust myself to do that, but work. Yes. <laughs> That's why I want to play with fire, but I want to like have a pyrotechnics guy to do it. So if something goes wrong, I can be like. What? It was just my idea. <laughs> like, how was I supposed to know this is going to set the bar on fire? <laughs> <laughs> okay, where am I? Okay, so as someone who's versed 
Which did which do you like doing more, topping or bottoming? Oh, definitely top. I I just got into topping because the thing is, like as I said, thick bitch with a fat ass who's like primarily gets black guys. Another reason why I want to move to Detroit, but <laughs> but it's like. I did not come from topping for the longest time. And then, like, the last time my friends with benefits was here at my house. So, like, I live with my dad, and, like, my dad went away for the weekend. So I, like, snuck him in. And I'm like, yeah, come stay with me. Like, I want to have socks. Um, <laughs> so we were just, like, sitting on the couch one day. And then he's like, all of a sudden, he just started sucking my dick. He didn't even tell me. Like, I'm like, okay. Okay. And then. And then he lubed it up, and then he sat on it, and he kept riding and riding and riding it. And as I said, I hadn't come from topping before this, so it's like I was just expecting nothing to happen. And then all of a sudden, I felt something shoot, and he's like, "And I'm like, he's like, you just came." I'm like, "I did." <laughs> and then, and then he kept going. Motherfucker was ambitious. Oh, my, my first time topping, he thought he was gonna get more than one load he got two more after that i'm like <laughs> i'm like you were an ambitious motherfucker and like luckily, yeah. <laughs> luckily i can do it i'm like and i hadn't i hadn't come three times in a row ever i'm like and then the next day i'm like as he was here i had bottoms and then like all of a sudden i'm like i'm like can i fuck you i'm like like I'm thinking, you created a monster. Because <laughs> yeah. now I'm gonna want to do this every time I get a chance. <laughs> but I mean, I get it. Um, I say if you, well, if you don't have like a giant ass, you're usually not expected to bottom. Most guys expect me to bottom, but I'm like, I'm like fine. Well, I should know. This is my thing. It's like, my thing is, I will absolutely bottom for you if you eat, if you if you eat my ass first. If you're not doing that, nope. Find somebody else, motherfucker. Like, you gotta get what you want, but you gotta give me what I want. That's exactly. And some people say like you can't be that forward when you're asking people. Yes, you can. Life is too short to not be it to not be enjoying what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know that, especially like as I said, I'm coming up to 30 in the next few months. And like somebody's like, didn't you plan for the future? I'm like, what future? I expect it to be dead by now. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like here was my plan. I was I that's why I retired, man. I'm like retirement, I'm gonna be dead long before that. And then, <laughs> then all of a sudden I'm like shit, I'm turning 30. Looks like I'm gonna actually live. And we're living through this shit. So what was the okay, I'm gonna ask this in a different way. What's the freakiest thing you've been asked to do on a shoot? In terms of anything, porn, OnlyFans. Um, 
Oh, gosh. My final scene in Helix Academy where I was in that, sl in that swing. Okay, I do know what I do know what you're talking about. Because I I definitely bought the Helix Academy video. I definitely bought it. I definitely didn't download it for free from some illegal porn site. I definitely paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. The uh that being in that that swing would have been the uh the freakiest thing I've been asked to do. That's where you got uh, fucked. By, that's where you got fucked by like seven guys, right? Yep, it was a. Yeah. It was Chase Young, Evan Parker, Luke Allen, uh, Anderson Lavelle. I'm pretty sure that was yeah, that was it. Because <laughs> they had, they had just uh, kidnapped me from my dorm room. Yes. And um. Yeah, I wake up in the swing, and right there they pour the, the hypnotize the, what is that, the coronation juice, the uh, the sex potion, down my throat, and <laughs> that by far was definitely the freakiest I've ever done. Um, yeah. Okay, because I can't think of anything else. Helix is very kind of a uh, you know hold backish on a lot of their on how they do stuff. But see, I'm sorry, I'm gonna answer this. What is the freaky thing? I probably, and I know this. You you're saying I was in a sling, and this is gonna sound like nothing in comparison. I had somebody ask me if they could fist me one time, and I'm like, no. Not to, not like, to talk, I don't kink shame, but not for me. <laughs> well, my thing is, I am I am super super tight. So like, the idea I have I have I have guys who like after they like warm me up, I'm still like I'm like take your time. Like, luckily, luckily, my friends with benefits knows what he's doing, so, like, he knows how to work me to where, like, I don't have to tell him anything. The last time I was with a hookup, and that's, I swear, I fucking hate doing hookups. It was, like, this guy who was, this guy had almost a 10-inch dick, and, like, he was doing hits of poppers, and every time he would go to do a hit, he would take his dick out of my ass, and I wanted to turn around and be like, Bitch, fucking leave it in. <laughs> like, this is not pleasurable for me to keep, you have to keep, because it's the thing, like, here's how tight my hole is. Literally, the minute he takes it out, I tighten back up. Like, yeah. That's why I told him, I'm like, take your time. Like, take your time. Because it is been a while. Because my thing is, I don't, I don't like the awkwardness of it. Yeah, I don't like the awkwardness of like hooking up with somebody and like there's no conversation and it's like, oh. 
It's the whole, it's the whole, like once everything gets started, it's fine, but it's the getting it started part that's yeah, like for me. No, my thing is like when guys expect head, it's like the greatest thing, yeah, as you said, it's that after you start, because like literally it's like lie down, let me sit on your face so that way, like you can start eating my ass while I'm sucking you, like but it's that awkward like reading somebody at the door. This is why this is why I need to be in an apartment, because I love because again, having a fat ass, I like to do that thing of to make the man even turn on more. I literally greet him at the door in like a thong and a t-shirt and that's it. And like have him watch me like walk back and like grab onto my ass as we like go in. Cause I'm like, I'm playing mind games. I want you to go. If you're not boned up, you better fucking be boned up now. Motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. cause that's the thing. Young people who like, can't aren't like hard when you meet them i'm like i'm thinking i'm like literally five to six sometimes seven years older than you and if somebody asked me to be hard it wouldn't it wouldn't be taking like 10 15 minutes it'd be like mm-hmm. i'm hard just like flick my dick a little it, it will get hard like yep that's why I was that I had somebody one time who's like 25 being like, I'm this is a straight guy. He's like, I'm struggling to get it up. I'm thinking, I'm over here. I'm 28 years old. I'm three years older than you. And again, I can get it up. No problem. And in the back of my mind, it's like, you, it might, you might, you might be bisexual. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> And you might be really bisexual and really lean to the. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you've already kind of answered this, but did you do any escorting while working for studios? I have. Um, actually, my escorting. Cause I still kind of do it, but I'm not really the whole, you know, I'm going to go with this gentleman somewhere on a trip. And then we're going to have, you know, have all the fun that we can, you know, out and about and then have fun in the room. I'm more of the, you know what, I'm going to go out and, you know, kind of be that arm candy. We're going to, you know, sit there, have a good time. I'm going to actually talk with you about things that, you know, you won't get to talk to with other people. You know, I, I'm more of like the companion kind of escort. Yeah. Um, like, uh, let's see. All three, uh, three of the four trips I've I've made to New York was that kind of were those kinds of trips. Um, actually, one one gentleman took me. I want to say it was at least seven, eight different trips because he took me to New Mexico, Salt Lake City, New York. Uh, Santa Fe, San Francisco. Yeah, he's taken me quite a few places, and I think I've only actually ever done anything sexual with him like one or two times out of all those oh, trips. Wow. Took me to Vegas, and he bought me like this gorgeous, like $500 
gown. Oh right. my god. Uh, what what is that? The Bellagio or one of those like really expensive hotels that has the expensive shops in it. So that one I that one was the trip where I was like, "You know what? You just bought me a $500 gown for my drag. You're going to get something for that." <laughs> <laughs> Yes, work. <laughs> the drag Scott Thorson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I have to explain that joke to Gen Z. Um, so, so Scott Thorson, okay. it was Liberace's. Um, we're gonna say companion. And if you don't know who Liberace is, you're watching this online. Fucking Google it. Um. I will say I did not know much about um I did watch Behind the Candelabra because I wanted to like obviously all gay people theoretically know who Liberace is, but it's like watching his like life was actually like fascinating. I'm like and to see how crazy it was, like how he made Scott Thorson look like himself because he wanted to be fucked by himself. That that to me, I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. That is insane, and that's why I say like, that's why thank God, thank God, I get fucked by black men mainly because like, ain't no brother doing that kind of shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm setting the wrong impression. My my thing is, as I say, it's not that I don't fuck white men. I do it once, twice a year. I call it community service. <laughs> <laughs> Spread <laughs> the love through the rainbow. You only see a rainbow a couple times a year. Yeah, it's well. The thing is, like, most of the time, black and Latino guys. It's like, it's like, why don't you go over to white guys more? I'm like, you go where you know you're wanted. Why would I take the chance getting rejected by um the white guy when I could have sex with Jorge over here? Like. <laughs> Absolutely, and since Jorge is Hispanic, I know his dick's huge. <laughs> Knows how to twerk too. Yes, I look at, <laughs> I look at that, and some people say, "Oh, ew, it's disgusting when men send dick pics." My thing is, if I'm hooking up with somebody, I want to know what I'm working with before I get there. Uh huh. I don't want to just like pull it down and then all of a sudden be like. I want to know how I need to be. Yeah, it's like, I want to know if I'm going to feel this after you leave or if it's just going to be like. But then again, also, as I said, with the fat ass, like there's there's some dicks where some some people could be like. That's so big. I'm like. Like, you think that's big? <laughs> Should see my friend over here. <laughs> that's why, like, 
some white men are stupid thinking hung is six six inches. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. Like shoot, I'm like, sit, I, I sit there, you know, with mine and people tell me I'm hung. I'm like, uh uh-uh. you seen half the people I <laughs> half the people I know. Yeah, I mean you're what, like seven? Eight and a half. Yeah. That's the thing. That's that's what I I told my friends. I'm like, I'm like eight inches is black guy average. She's like, that's not true. I'm like, stop fucking lying to me. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. He's like the he's like the average of the population is five point five. I'm like, yeah, they didn't poll the black men when they did that poll. <laughs> Kinda have to look at the pollsters before you can <laughs> Yeah. It's like they probably interviewed like four white guys in Iowa, and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I would say no. I would say I would say for those of you offended in Iowa, good because I ain't never going there. (laughs) (laughs) I left for a reason. That's why. What was it? Somebody said to me one time. I literally was. Sitting there one day, I was bored at work. So literally, I was talking about healthcare, and somebody's like, "We can't afford this." And I literally just started eliminating states. I'm like, "If we got rid of Idaho, like Utah, um, what was the other state I said? Um, well, I said Nebraska, but apparently Nebraska grows food. We actually need them to grow food, otherwise." There's nothing to do in Nebraska. And I just I just went there and and she was like, This conversation is insane. I'm like, you know <laughs> I'm like, this is why you shouldn't ask me my opinion. Although although this is the thing, is I will say if you have if you spread the crazy, you also get it back. Cause one time I have a friend who's a model and he's like, he's like, do I need fillers? I'm like, you are a fucking model. I'm not having this conversation with you. <laughs> you already know the answer to that. And if you do, yes. you're, you, you don't. Yeah. He's like, but I need new lips. I'm like, shut up. Like, <laughs> as I said, I'm like, I'm not having this fucking conversation. <laughs> That's why somebody who's like a twig, am I fat? Fuck off. Like, oh gosh, I, I'm sitting there and I, I, I call myself fat all the time, but then I tell everybody I need to eat a freaking a fucking cheeseburger. I need yeah. a cheeseburger because 15 years at McDonald's and eating that, I still haven't gained anything. <laughs> like, I need a freaking cheeseburger more than McDonald's. Exactly. You need an actual. You need an actual cheeseburger, not, not what they, what they make. When some people say like a cook at a cook at McDonald's, you don't fucking cook anything at McDonald's. You slap something on a it's grill and done, take. It's, yeah, it's all done with microwaves. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yes, you're a cook at McDonald's. You're like the easy bake oven of cooks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's like pop the brownie in, let it put it, 
get it put under the heat lamp, the light bulb. <laughs> That's why I, I will say this. Even though I'm a drag queen, I am. I need to marry a man who's domestic because it's like, do you cook? I'm like, here's the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> Or like, here's a takeout menu. There's my cooking. Go order Carabas, bitch. Like, <laughs> go get some Little Caesars. I made a pizza. Like, <laughs> you want international? Here's Taco Bell. <laughs> that. What was it? I was telling somebody at one point. So when I lived in Orlando, I pretty much worked at the same place, except I worked for a macaroni grill for like one week at the airport. And then like, I basically quit that job because I will say this. Anyone who wants to work at an airport, don't work at an airport. They literally charge you to park. Yeah. And I'm like, this is stupid. I have to bring my car here to get to work. And you're all going to take it out of my paycheck. Fuck this. Anyway. So I worked at Macaroni Grill, and I'm like, anyone who thinks that's authentic Italian food, 90% of the staff was black. There's no authentic Italian going on anywhere in this kitchen. Like, <laughs> I will, The thing I will say, the thing that I love about working with black people is like, when you work food and like all of a sudden you see them like, make macaroni and cheese and then like they see that the white person brought it out they're like i ain't eating this and they're like i was taught by a black person because <laughs> this is like what white, white people do not know how to make mac and cheese like <laughs> crafted velveta shit no like it's like stick to what you know burgers and hot dogs like <laughs> maybe a nice steak yeah but that's about it <laughs> Let's see. I told you this is gonna go more conversation. I gotta figure out what question we're. <laughs> um, um. So, what made you get out of, um, the porn industry and start OnlyFans? Well, I mean, I haven't really done much on OnlyFans anyway. But the whole reason I kind of stopped doing porn was mainly because I became a member of the pause community. And it was as I found out getting ready to do a scene. And that makes it harder, like one. Because people don't want to hire you, right? Uh, Pretty much. I mean, literally, like, um, I, I, I was, I had finished cleaning out, prepping for the scene and everything. We did, you know, the drugstore uh, uh, fast test. And the first time it came back with the positive detection. So, you know, we waited and we did another one. And then Casey, um, the producer for Helix, because uh, he did all of that stuff. He actually, uh, he actually cried with me. Because it was just me and him that read the results and everything. Like, he gave me a big hug and, like, we just cried. Wow. Yeah. And then we went and got drunk and had a good time. 
I mean, yeah, that's that's intense. Like, but I, yeah, I could definitely say it was it was the hardest thing, and you know, ever since that, you know, it gets hard to just the feeling of you know living with it. Yeah, because there's so much. I would say even I, to this day, don't know as much as I should about, like, pause people and, like, all this stuff. And it's like, it's like you want to get to know, but it's like, at some point, you feel like you can't ask the questions because you don't want to make the person upset. Like, but it's all—it's almost—it's a conversation that needs to happen more. Like, nope. I mean, I, of... a lot of it—you know—a lack of education, and like you're saying, you know, it—it's it, hard to ask those questions because you don't want to upset the person, but it's it's almost like the suicide debate which is why like I would say on like why I want to move to Detroit I'm planning on putting out an album I literally like I wrote this album it was like my 20s like it was literally my 20s and like the, the latter half of my teen years and my 20s and it's like I was writing this stuff and I'm like, I thought I was done with the album. And then I went in and wrote one song called I'm sorry. Cause I wanted to be like, it was a song basically to like my fans, to my dad, like to my sister, basically saying like, I'm sorry that I like almost died. And like, I know this would have been hard for you if I had gone but it's like when you wake up every day feeling so lost you just feel that like there's no way out and it's like a lot of people judge that and say like suicide's not the answer it's like it's like listen until you're there you will never understand as i say like as a musician as a drag queen i will say like music and drag are the things that saved my life but it's also the thing that killed me because it's like it's that thing of i went through like two sides of suicidal it's like before i found drag and after i found drag because it's like after i found drag it's like i wanted to do this all the time and it's like you have to live a normal life. And eventually you get older. Because I will say this. like, <laughs> Just to lighten the mood up. It's like it's like this is literally my. um Third day in drag. And literally somebody just cancelled on me. For an interview tomorrow. I'm like thank god. <laughs> I'm like. Because I did the. <laughs> And yes, drag queens do this for everyone who's about to judge this. Like, 
I literally took my drag panties because I haven't had a chance to like wash them. I literally like, like sprayed them with Febreze before we got on because I'm like, I don't want this shit to like smell. <laughs> It's oh, like you do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and yeah. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I got, I got, work. Yeah, as I said, like that. Think of them like. This is the thing. Some some people like love me to love my music, love me to do my music, and like want me to do it more i'm like listen <laughs> it's like i did this week i did sunday i did a twitch stream where i did like half like over half an hour doing music i didn't inter- i did a two and a half hour interview on tuesday and i'm doing this today i'm like at some point my skin needs a chance to breathe and be a man like <laughs> i'm like i would love to be in drag every day but it's like my body cannot <laughs> handle it. You well, I mean, you drag queen, you probably know this. Like, you're usually like sore the next day. Like, and if it was a good night, you're hungover, and probably still half your makeup is on your face because you were too tired. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. I did. I woke. There's nothing like going to wake up in the morning, like going to brush your teeth, and then all of a sudden your normally white toothbrush comes out with like a little hint of red or a hint of pink or like it's like, oh, I still didn't get all of that. It's like Or like you go into the bathroom to get ready to do all that and you flip on the light and all of a sudden you got a black eye and it's because the eyeshadow didn't completely clear off. <laughs> That's why somebody's like, you're not supposed to sleep. And it's like, listen. Because here's the thing. I will, I do shit sober. But that's only because, like, I had a night. I'm not completely off alcohol. But I had a night where, like, I was getting handed drink after drink after drink after drink. People were just, like, buying me shit over and over and over. And then I got in my car. And I had to drive an hour home. And like about 45 minutes into the drive, I got pulled over by a cop. And like, luckily, my dad came to pick me up. Otherwise, we got a DUI. So it's like. I stopped. I stopped drinking at performances after that, because it's like. My thing is like first of all, singing singing live, it's better for my voice to have water anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like second of all, if you stay sober at events, I'll I will stay sober at events sometimes out of drag. Let me put it this way: there's been a drag queen who's like shit talks my drag. <laughs> and like she got drunk off her ass at this one event. I didn't show up in drag. She's literally hitting on me. And I let her do it because I'm like, part of me wanted to be like, bitch, you fucking know who I am. But I'm like, no, this is funnier in my head. Yeah, I, I would have played. <laughs> I would have played that system just the same way. <laughs> That's why I'm like, ah. 
So, okay, so what made you move from L.A. to Wisconsin? Uh, well, one, couldn't afford L.A. anymore. Um, right. Obviously, I wasn't filming anymore, so I wasn't making the money. And it's just hard to live out there just because how pricey it is. Um, but I moved to Wisconsin just like anybody would for a boy. But I also luckily had a job lined up, too, so... See, I agree with that. I have literally stated my opinion about L.A. on here. I've never set foot in L.A. once, but I've interviewed enough people to think I know what L.A. is. L.A. is fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> it because this is this is the thing, and you and you'll know this being in L.A. I am not gonna be the fucking bitch to tell you that you're amazing when you fucking suck, like. I look at shit like there was one like musician I interviewed on here. I was such a fan of their work. And then like I heard their most recent single. And I don't know, maybe the rose colored glasses came off with this single. I'm like, wow, this person fucking sucks. And I had originally asked them to come back for a part two. And then. They got busy, and I haven't tried to ask them back because I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see your fucking lie to you. Like, I don't think it's fair to you for me to be like. So, have you heard this new song by this artist? It's literally amazing. Go out and stream it on Spotify. No, I'm gonna. I will be the bitch who's like, if you want to go deaf, go listen to the song as <laughs> well. <laughs> And then there's another artist out there. Again, this is why I can't go to LA. Where I've literally said, you're a rapper. You're a rapper. You're a go-go dancer and rapper who has a song where you're doing this song with three other go-go boys and you're getting out-bodied on your own fucking song because you can't rap on the beat. And people are praising him for this shit. I'm like, what? I'm like, are we listening to the same fucking song? <laughs> I am like, no, this is like that thing of that amazingness. And I will say this. Notice how notice how Jesse's silent through this whole thing is he knows what I'm saying is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, I here's the thing. I will say that that person who's I said is a go-go boy, he's an amazing go-go boy. I will never take away from something you do good. But I'm not going to say, say you do something good when you do it horribly. Mm-hmm. That's why I moved my ass to L.A. I guarantee you I'll get kicked out in three days. <laughs> I will get invited to no party ever again. You done been blacklisted from this bar, Mickey's, the Abbey. You know, go down to the precinct. Nope, nope. <laughs> and plus, like, they don't, they don't like thick bitches in L.A. If you don't believe me, ask Delta Work. Um, 
No, you want to make it hey, as a big girl. You out there, you really kind of have to go to where Delta went. You know, Long Beach and the outskirts. Yeah. And that's my thing. I'm like, why would I? Why would I do that? And plus, like, everyone who's like all those all those stupid gays who are like, I'm gonna move to L.A. I'm gonna live in WeHo. Set your shite shorter, bitch. Go move your ass to South Central. You can afford to live there. I was about to say, you best have a very damn good job if you go on a WeHo. It's like, it's like literally, seriously, it's like you, you end up moving to WeHo. All of a sudden, you find your ass in Skid Row. Like, Everyone's like, how do you know so much about L.A.? It's like, it's called doing research. Because I, I did think I was going to move to L.A. at one point. I'm like, that was towards like the beginning of this podcast. I'm like, no. And then I thought I was going to move to Atlanta. And then Atlanta got too expensive. So. Detroit. See, people felt safe when I, people, people had some sense of security when I said I was going to move to Atlanta. When I moved to Detroit, everyone's eyes look eyes shoot up. It's like it's like it's like it's not as dangerous as you all think it is. It really isn't. Like movies and TV make things look worse than they actually are. Yeah. But then again, they can also make things look better than they actually are. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it's paradise. I'm not saying it's gonna be like North Carolina. I don't want it to be like North Carolina. Like somebody's like, what was it? My sister used to my sister lives in Montana, and like everyone's like, Are you going to go visit your sister in Montana? I'm like, no. Like, why not? There's plenty of nature. I'm like, have you met me? <laughs> I don't like going outside unless I have to. Like That's why that's why that's why somebody said like, "Oh, do you want to go camping?" and here's my exact response. I'm like, "Ben Franklin invented electricity for a reason. So I can stay my ass inside." I'm like, "I'm not going to no camping in no fucking tent. What is this? Pioneer days?" <laughs> So, what made you want to start performing in drag? Well, let's see. I started doing drag before I did porn. Um, see, I was 18. I left college. I, I left the dorms for the weekend to go down to Omaha. You know, I was an hour and a half north of Omaha, Nebraska. And a friend of mine was performing at this fundraiser for this... Um, lesbian group in Omaha and so they dolled me up I went to watch the show just because I, I had seen everybody like all of my friends down there performing and I was like I want to try this just to try it yeah they dolled me up I went to the fundraiser everybody was asking if I was performing and I'm like no no um I'm just out <laughs> and then a couple hours later we went to this after hours club for you know everybody that was under the age of 21 because i wasn't supposed to be in that first bar in the first place 
And I watched my friend perform there. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to go ask the owner and the DJ if I can put on a number. And then and about an hour and a half after that, there I am in the middle of the Omaha Mining Company, or we called it The Run at that time, um, performing Evacuate the Dance Floor in this blue dancing prom dress and a blonde wig completely straightened out, makeup. You know, obviously somebody else did my makeup, so I look pretty good. <laughs> but yes. since, since then, uh, yeah. And actually my 11-year dragiversary is coming up on the 13th. No, the 16th. So. Yeah, I will say for me, it was honestly... It was kind of like me just getting over my vision of like, or me like finally executing my vision of drag. Because for a few months, probably about like two, maybe two and a half, I went into these bars just performing as like my boy self. And somebody's like, somebody's like, damn, you just get so into it when you perform. And I'm like, well, I have this vision of this and that. And like, Somebody's like, well, then why don't you just do it? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'll go in a straight bar, dress in platform shoes, pants, a shirt feather boa, bob wigs. God, I hate wearing bobs now. Because <laughs> I don't know, like having length. But it's like, and then I did it. And it was like, the thing was, the thing is, I look so much like my mom, and especially like the sunglasses I wear when I perform are hers. And like, she never lived to see me perform. So it's like, I get a chance to like take a piece of her with me every time I perform. Cause she's also like the biggest person who like influenced my musical taste. Like, she was the one who introduced me to Madonna. She was the one who did all this, introduced me to Donna Summer and all this. And it's like, it should make sense that that's the person who's like spirit I should take with me every time I perform. And now I say in some ways, well, I, well, you say you sing. So it's like, you sing sometimes. So it's like, do you like doing the like little one, two numbers, like at a show? Yes and no. Um, really all depends on the show, the venue, what the crowd's like. Um, I mean, especially with my with my drag aesthetic, because I'm a big old country queen. <laughs> and not a lot of yeah. people enjoy country, and it, it, people don't think drag and country kind of mix. But that's... Hmm. I like, how do I? Yeah, like it, it, it really just all depends on those different factors. See, okay. I will say this. I have, I said this in the interview I did on Tuesday. I think in my view, I like doing long form better because I can do it. It's like, 
because it's like I do like one number or two numbers. It's like to me, it's like that's like nothing. And some people are like, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even warmed up yet. Like, <sighs> see, on the nights that uh, when I hosted karaoke, like those were my favorite nights because you know. I have all that time to be able to like sing and broadcast, you know, yeah. my drag with it. Because when you're doing country, you know, you can actually really sing with it. Country and Broadway and all that stuff. So you can really like go all night. And the thing is like, because I do a little bit incorporated of both. It's like, my thing is when people say like, how I do a show is like, and how I do, like, some of my, like, streams on Twitch is, like, I'll do, like, three songs, like, three fast, upbeat songs, like, and then in the middle, you get you get a stool, you sit your ass down, and you sing. Mm-hmm. It's like you take a break, and, like, that's how you do long form, because it's like, shit, I'm not gonna sit there and, like, fucking do, like, six, seven fast songs for, like, 45 minutes i mean could i do it probably would i like to do it no because it's like at some point you got those people who's like oh this person can't sing da, 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 da. i'm like literally shut up just fucking watch and... but i said i don't get to do that much that that's why I that's why again moving to Detroit. Somebody's like Detroit, they actually like welcome you. And I'm like, well, that would be good because Florida does not welcome anybody. If you don't have your click. Yep. Yep. It's almost the same up here in Wisconsin. Like if you're not part of any of the clicks, or like, you know, in my case, you do anything wrong, everybody just talks about it. And then just doesn't change any sort of opinion, no matter what kind of processes you've worked on. That's so you... sad, though. <laughs> but I mean, I guess you get used to it. That's why, like, as I said, this podcast came out of me not getting books. So it's like, let me start my own lane because it's like, I do the fucking challenge. It's like somebody's like, oh my god, like you go out there and you like do your own shit and you're like, even my direction, she's like, you're fucking doing the thing. I'm like, yeah, because I sit there like knock on the doors of like quote unquote knock on the doors of people, like ask people to interview. It's like that's why somebody's like I've interviewed like two winners of I would have reviewed both winners of go-go for the gold. Like somebody's like, how did you do, do that? I'm like, I asked them. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're either going to not respond to me or I'm going to get a no. It's like, then I'll move on to the next guest, move on to this. It's like, there are some people who, um, the one thing that I don't like love is when people like try and ask for money. Because I don't give people money because, like, 
Who was it? Oh, so this is the tea I love spilling. So, for those of you who know anything about porn, you'll know this. You'll know this name. So, Topher DiMaggio. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, Topher. <laughs> Motherfucker asked me for a thousand dollars, and I said, "Nope, not interested." I'm like, girl, you on the you on the downcline. You were like, fa- you were like big nine years ago. Like, you think you're still worth a thousand fucking dollars? I'm like, I'm good. And this is this was towards the beginning. I'm like, God, is this what it's gonna be like? And so far, I've been fortunate. That's all. There's only one other person who like also asked me. So like, so how much am I getting paid for this interview? I'm like, bitch, you were on Hot House and you got eliminated fourth. You didn't even win the show. Guess what I'm paying you? Nothing. That's what you're getting paid. And that's like, that's, I, that's the thing you you know like that's how you can pick up a person's character. It's like you're gonna do something only for money. So. How would it go? Yeah, especially like the way I run this. It's like, so I'm going to sit here and open up to you like I do with every guest. And you're going to sit here and pretend to be interested knowing that I just given you money before we. Mm hmm. Nope. And as I said, those vibes of like. As I said, you know somebody's character because it's like, as you said, there's sometimes I have hit people up and they've done interviews for free with me. All of a sudden I hit them up again and all of a sudden they're going to ask me for money now. It's like, oh. So you did the first charity interview. Okay. So you're doing this as a sponsorship for my uh, pageant run, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um. Jesse's doing, you're doing the patch in one, a few days, right? Uh, no, actually, it's um, in May. It's May 17th. It's the Miss Gay Fox Valley US of A pageant. Yes, because I did see that you advertised that. But um, yes, go give Jesse money and give me money too, because I'm coming out with an album and like I need money from my music videos. <laughs> Ellen ain't cheap. <laughs> As, especially not the ideas I have, because like I have okay. So one of my songs is is a song called "Confession," where I talk about like leaving the Catholic Church and like. So I start the. I'll tell you this idea. So I started in like, completely like, white, white, white makeup, and like a black wig, like no lipstick, no blush, anything, and it's like. And I'm in a mental institution. And then I get like, you get like transported out of that. And then you're in a church where I'm sitting there with um, dancing, performing with these two sexy Latino backup dancers. And they are making out with me as we uh, do it. And then like they kneel me over the um, kneeler at the church and they start simulating fucking me. And then like, 
when we're done, they start pouring gasoline into the into the church, and then as we leave, they set it on fire, and we go dancing into the parking lot. So I love this idea, but I know this is going to cost me hundreds of dollars if I do this. Maybe even thousands. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. That's a, that's a drag queen. Having exorbitant ideas and having no money to do them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, Alright, so I'm going to rephrase this question. So, What's your go-to song to do in drag? Oh, um, well, if I'm singing live, it would have yes. to probably be one of three songs. It's always either Standing Outside the Fire by Garth Brooks, which has like a personal meaning for me because it's literally that kind of like if you watch the music video to Standing Outside the Fire, you can actually see, you know, it's the it's the building of perseverance kind of song. Yeah. Um, another one is uh, "The Thunder Rolls" by Garth Brooks, and then "Fancy" by Reba. Work okay. So I, know, then, I know. I know. Fancy like. <laughs> and then if I'm lip syncing, it's always because I have a whole you know shtick with it. Man, I feel like a woman. Of course. Yes. A, a drag staple. Um. Um, of course, throw fancy in with the lip syncing. And then uh, I actually do my favorite ballad to do in when I lip sync is Mi Corazon Continuada, which is My Heart Will Go On, but in Spanish. Oh, work. So, ooh, this one's, what would be my, well, in terms of lip syncing, I don't, so like... <laughs> I mean, if, if if I had to, I could find a song to lip sync, but it's like, why would I do that? So, ooh, go-tos, um, Blow by Kesha. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do three. Um, Team by Iggy Azalea. Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. Yes. I said those would be... And then if okay, so I'll do one ballad. Actually, no, I'll say two ballads. One of them is "My All" by Mariah Carey, or "Bust Your Windows" by Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Yep. Okay. That I I will say this that would be the one song if I had to do like a lip sync on RuPaul's Drag Race. Any queen that's standing beside me. I'm going to send Joe ass home on that song. Cause like, I know that again, if you, when you sing something live, you know, the song in and out. Mm -hmm. And I've done that one easily 20, 30 times. So it's like, let's see. Yeah. So, okay. So how long does it take you to get ready in drag? Oh gosh. Um, that kind of depends like if i decide i want to like stream live you go on facebook or something when i'm doing my makeup it can take me anywhere from yeah. two and three and a half hours but that's a lot of you know attention getting grabbed to the screen and trying to socialize with everybody right but if i'm just you know just i just want to get my makeup on so i'm not going to worry about talking to anybody or anything i can go an hour and a half to two and a half hours 
but it's also because I'm a Virgo, I'm a perfectionist and I I try to take my time. So that way, if anything goes wrong, I have time to fix it. (laughs) Right. See, this is based in 45 minutes driving to a show. Yes. See, my thing is for me, it's very easy. Because I don't have to do eyes. It takes me... Longest would be about 45 minutes. I can usually get ready in about half an hour. Oh, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like... That's the thing. When some people like... Because my drag sister wants to do a YouTube video. And she wants to do my makeup. And I'm like... And she wants to do everything. She wants to do without the sunglasses. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I trust you. I don't trust myself because Jesse will tell you, you do one thing wrong on your eyes. You look fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I and my to- thing is, yeah. <laughs> I love this because like, First of all, these were, as I say, these are my interview glasses. I have like two other pairs. I was given. Everyone's like, I, I was basically like, I had to pay for shipping on these, but it's pretty much like given these through like a brand deal. So it's like, any any other sunglasses brands who want to like offer me any more deals, I will gladly take them. If you don't have shit that's ugly. <laughs> See, I love these because like. Well, you're older than I am, so you probably... I'm not saying that to be shady. I'm not saying that to be shady. I'm not saying that to be shady. I'm just saying you're going to know who I'm talking about. That's why I'm saying that. Yeah. These 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 glasses very much give me, like, Anastasia. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's what I think. I, I, was, I, was I was about to throw out there... Um, what was that? Vanessa Williams, but I'm trying to remember what movie... Oh gosh. She wears something similar to those, but it's like an older movie. And it's gonna come to me at the end of this. I just know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is I was not being ashamed by saying you're older. This, this is the thing. It's like you 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 look you look good. Like that's the thing. Like that's why when some people are like, oh my god, that person's like that person's 38. I'm like, yeah, but look at them at 38. Like, as I say, there is, there is, there is gay, there is gay aging and then there is straight aging. Everyone's like, why does straight aging look so bad? Pussy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It sucks the life out of you. Like, it's the intersex mingling. Everyone's like, it, no, it's, it's because they have kids. And, like, that's why those gay people who adopt kids, I'm like, I'm like, so you fucking with nature. Nature already gave you a choice saying, 
you don't want to have kids and now you go adopt it. Bitch. Well, I mean, you can't really say that because look at Anderson Cooper. He's a great looking man for his age, but then again, the work. Well, that's the thing. He's again, he's probably he's probably least done Botox. There's a little lift here. <laughs> I haven't done anything, but it's like that's why when some people are like, "What about plastic surgery?" I'm like, "Look, I'll think about it when I need it." <laughs> that's why. What was it? When I told one of my coworkers, said, "Yeah, I believe you're 29." I'm like, "You fucking bitch." <laughs> how dare you tell me i look my age or i think i've <laughs> once ever had somebody like I, everybody was trying to guess my age and i just wasn't saying because i was only like 26 and somebody right. at me and she said justin or jesse by the way you behave i'm gonna guess you're 33 I'm 26. And she guessed I was 33. What? I was like, girl. She's like, well, how old are you? I'm 26. She's like, well, you don't act like a 26-year-old. That's what you say. You realize that's not a compliment, right? <laughs> I looked at her and said, you're going to be my best friend. And we are still chatting to this day. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like you lie about your age certain places. Like, Griner don't show my real age. I've, I've been like 25 for six years. Like, I ain't changing that shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm always updating my age to the current, but I'm always trying to, you know, get that perfect picture so it doesn't look like it. Well, the thing is, especially when you, um, when you worked in when you worked in studio porn, you looked very young, which I mean you probably liked that fact, and they probably liked that fact. So they could like hold on to you a little bit while longer and try and like suck the life out of you. No pun intended on the suck. <laughs> everyone's like everyone's like, that's not what studios do. Listen. If you don't believe that, I mean, granted, there are some inaccuracies in this movie. Watch King Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, what was it? I saw Brent Corrigan do an interview, like, right when that movie came out. and Because he didn't endorse the movie, obviously, because they lied about his life. Yeah. And I learned about that, and I'm like... But this movie's so good. I hate that you're telling me that it's a lie. But it's like it makes sense that it's a lie. Yeah. When James Franco sitting there lifting it, be like, "No more pussies!" Like, it's like what what fag do you know that talks like that? Like, in all honesty, like, mess. So... Okay. So, have you ever had sex and drug? No. That is definitely a big no-go staple for me, is I will not have sex and drug. 
Uh, I've done it. Well, okay, I'm using game math on this one. I've done it twice. One of the times was more than once was with the same guy, so that counts as twice. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like to this day, I don't tuck and drag, which is like. I know that's a controversial statement. It's, it, my thing is like, especially as I said, I'm singing live. Listen, I'm already zipped up in a bodysuit. I already know that I can't pee. I'm not going to make myself even more uncomfortable by tucking everything back in. Like, and the thing is, I usually wear black because, like, I say, especially depending on like how I'm eating that week, it's like I want to look good. I don't want to be looking like I have gained like so much. No, that's why I love colors, but like, especially if I know it, I'm like, I look at myself, I'm like, black today. Let's do this black with rhinestones. Like, Because as I said, I already don't know how to sew, so it's like I buy everything. So like, but yeah, okay. So like, okay, I guess so. so I'll just say the brief the story. So like, this place I used to work at in Orlando used to it was like a gay resort, but it was like a gay resort where I said no rules applied. Like you, there it was notorious for people doing drugs there. It was like notorious for like guys like making out, and then all of a sudden one guy would like pull the guy, other guys like pants down in the corridor. Like it was one of those kinds of places. So, again, guy with a crossdresser fetish six or seven times was like, "You want your dick sucked?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like if you're offering, I'm gonna take it. Like. So that happened. We would go out back to the beach and like he would do his thing and get his load out of me the, for the work that he did. And then like the other time was so this place, it was huge. They used to get people all the time like Adore, Alaska, Detox. Like this hotel would be packed and like they had like a regular parking lot then they had like the field. So like I met a guy who's like, I was messaging him on Grinder. He found out that I was in drag that night and he wanted to fuck me even more than he did before. He found out and then he like fucked me for like 10 minutes and he got nervous because somebody pulled up in the car next to him. I'm like, bitch! It's like, they're here pretty much to do the same thing that you're doing to me right now. And he's like, he's like, I gotta go. I'm like, you know, whatever, bitch. <laughs> No, not the nervous bail. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you do. It's like, okay, okay, bro. Bye. That's why DL dudes. Which I will say this. DL dudes. You are toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? I had somebody saying, like, talking about DL guys. They're like, you're 32 in DL. Who are they? Who are they hiding from? I'm like, their wife. <laughs> like, their girlfriend. 
I've gotten I've gotten the text before where it's like I didn't know a guy had a girlfriend and like all of a sudden she texted me being like one of the guys' names was Calvin. It's like this is Calvin's girlfriend. Right. Block, delete. <laughs> like it's like Lady, all I did was send Joe Man pics of my ass in a thong. We didn't do anything. Like and I'm not about to talk to you. Granted, she was hours away. And, I don't, and if she'd asked for my address, I would have just given her an address of like a Domino's near me. <laughs> All right. Damn. There we go. Yeah. I don't know. Don't We're almost done. Hold on. So, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? I can. I don't okay. know why people are trying to call me at like almost eight o'clock at night. Like this is ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> That's my thing. My best friend literally tried to call me while we were on this, and I'm like, and I'm like, I'll talk to him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, especially now, it's like, it's like now, it's not, here's the thing, now it's like, bitch, now you're, you're now on Instagram now. You see when I posted my story when I'm doing interviews with people, like, don't be trying to call me when I'm in the middle of, like, doing an interview, like. <laughs> so... Do you have a dildo made of your dick? No. But I've wanted to. And back when I had started filming for Helix, <laughs> before I moved to L.A., I was still living in Omaha. A friend of mine and I went to the sex shop and bought a Clona Willie kit. Because, you know, we were going to see, you know, let's make one. And, you know, if it actually comes out pretty well, I might just start producing my own and selling it. Little did we know we got the chocolate Clona Willie kit. <laughs> so we ended up going through the whole process of making it and everything. And then when we were done, there's just a chocolate version of my dick sitting there on the counter. And we're like, you know what? You live by yourself. You have plenty of friends that come over, whether they're all your girlfriends, all your guy friends, even my friends come over here. We're going to leave this on a plate in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and it literally sat in his fridge for a good month and a half until his his best friend was like, you know what? This has been in here for a month and a half now. You have probably scarred everybody that's come into your apartment. I am throwing this away. You never take it home so that way when like somebody annoys with you, you'd be like, no, what? Eat my dick. Like <laughs> I never thought it. <laughs> oh, that would be genius though. <laughs> Obviously, like, clearly, would I ever make a molding of my ass? No. 
Because it's like, I would feel like that would be bad because it's like the worst part is you make that for somebody and then they send you a video of like what they would do to your ass if, they, if you weren't human. And it's like, it's like, God, you're murdering that <laughs> poor toy. You want to do that to me? Are you insane? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Thanks for the compliment, but damn. <laughs> <coughs> like, 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 I was joking when I said I want you to fuck me like you just got out of prison. I didn't mean it for real. <laughs> So, okay. So, what's your dating life been like? Well, I mean, right now it's complicated. Um, I mean, we we, we kind of split, but obviously we live together. He's on the lease and everything, and you know, I'm gonna I, I'm trying to work on some negative aspects of my life to try and get it back at some point. But, um, yeah, it's complicated. Mm -hmm. I know that. Speaking to that friends with benefits, he's, well, he's making it complicated because the thing is, like, he wants to commit, but he keeps on saying, he's like, I know you're going to move to Detroit. I'm like, and he doesn't want to move with me. He wants to move to Orlando. I'm like, I'm thinking, girl, you're going to live there for a year, and then you're going to want to join me up in Detroit because there's nothing to fucking do in Orlando. There's a reason I haven't tried to move back. Like, their gay clubs are going down and down and down and down. Like, you can only do the theme parks so many times before you're going to get bored of it. Mm -hmm. and he's like and he's like but you're but you're moving to Detroit and this is my thing I got so I'm going to be like listen you got to make a decision before I leave because as I pointed out there are a lot of black guys in Detroit if somebody does if you don't make a decision somebody's going to make that decision for you because you were going to send my ass into a lion's den Which I'm super excited for. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Everyone's like, I want to live near white people. Why? We're boring. Yeah, so like, I would say, that's me now. In terms of the past... I've had w one long-term relationship. I had one last a year. And we were, like, living together. And then, like, one day when I went to work, they had moved all their shit out of my apartment. And they left me a note with a key in the door, basically breaking down the whole relationship. And then, like, towards the end, they said, I'm transitioning. And she was like, I know you won't accept me for the way that I am. Which she went wrong about. Because it's like, this was 2018. Like, 
we didn't know what we know about trans people now back then. Well, some of us didn't. This is my first time. I'm like, I will admit, I have no problem saying I'm ignorant about stuff. I was very ignorant about the trans community. I've gotten to interview trans people. It's taught me a lot. But it's like, so I did, I did that. And then I dated somebody for a month after who turned out to be a racist, which sometimes I love white people. Sometimes white people are the fucking worst. Um, Because this guy wanted to be like, okay, we'll do stuff, but we'll do stuff together. He wanted to do poly things. I'm like, okay, right. There's the rules. I understand them. So I went to work one day, and he got sucked off by two guys while I was at work. And he's the one that set the rules? Yes. And I'm like, okay, so that's how you want to play? So he went to work, and I got fucked by somebody. And then as he broke up with me, he said, in my predominantly black neighborhood, he screamed the words, all you ever want is that N-word dick. And I'm thinking, I'm like, where is where is what you call an N-word to fucking shoot you? Because <laughs> I, I, will, I will defend you. I'll be like, he got in the way of his bullet. That was... The- <laughs> like he was intending on shooting something else but he got in the way I saw something I didn't see anything this happened as I was bending down the time I shoot <laughs> but as we say I will say like and I'm not saying that this is this is a bad thing to happen to some people but sometimes you're evil and shit happens because literally a month after he left me, he got HIV. So I'm like, dodge the bullet there. Yeah. And his and it, and his um former boss told me that because clearly I cut off ties with him because some people are like, I'm friends with all my exes. I'm like, I'm friends with one ex I've had, and it's. Because they brought themselves back into my life. Like, they saw me cover one of my friend's songs who was, like, a star on a reality show. And they're like, that's how he got back into my life. And then he actually apologized to me for, like, the end of the relationship. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, I remember being the asshole in this relationship. But if you want to apologize, I will gladly take your apology. (laughs) I gladly accept your apology. Even though it was my fault. <laughs> and to my final question, what's the biggest misconception about you? Oh, gosh. That I'm this major angelic sweetheart? No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I I really don't know. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's really like I, because of, you know, issues in my past, you know, I'm not really, 
and now I'm working on it. This is part of me because since I'm now, you know, two months without a cigarette, even though I'm vaping, but I'm two months without a cigarette and I am now officially a week completely alcohol free. Um, biggest min- misconception is I was a major asshole the very second I would pick up a bottle. Hmm. Well, I mean, I can get that. It's like, so you probably had it like pretty, pretty bad then. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people. Like if you, excuse you, miss thing. I'm definitely one of those people. Like I, I can easily hold a grudge if you've done me wrong bad enough. And then I, I kind of hold it against almost everybody. Just, excuse you, out of my way. I almost, almost hold it against everybody that kind of, like, you know, even says something minor. Like, it's like, you know what? You're just another asshole like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, see, I have two. One of them is that I'm shady. I don't think I'm shady. I think I... Well, I haven't proven that in this interview, but it's like... My thing is, I'm opinionated. Like, I feel being opinionated and stating facts is not shame. Like, some people say, like, that's shady. I'm like, listen. Because this is the thing that I say with the shade. The goal is, if you're going to shade somebody to their face, if they're not laughing at the end, you did it wrong. That's why you see those, like, drag queens in the reading competition at RuPaul. It's like, that's the other thing. It's like, girl, you knew this was coming up at some point on your season. And you're just being vicious? Like, if you don't know how to read somebody, just say, like, just make fun of yourself. like. That's that's the Willem trick where it's like I say that my favorite my favorite like self roast joke about myself is like I say like I've been fucked by so many black guys my ass is a stop on the underground railroad. <laughs> you missed like four episodes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, it's, like, it's like again, again. If you can't like roast yourself, on the how hell can you be said to roast anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, that's why some people are like that's racially insensitive. I'm like, look, I'm not the one who did this shit. I just happen to know about history because <laughs> I came from Florida back when they actually educated people. <laughs> Because trust, I guarantee you, in a history book they're writing right now, that George Washington was the greatest president ever. That chopped down a cherry tree, found multiple uses for a um, for the peanut, and ran the White House. Don't forget the and wooden it, teeth. and had a wooden teeth. <laughs> and if you think all four of those things are right, get a fucking history book because that's definitely one of those things that's definitely wrong. 
That'd be that'd be like saying that Rosa Parks was like the first person who invented a saxophone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> See, what was the one thing I said? Oh, <laughs> so I actually had this friend one time who was like, we were in high school at this point, and like, she had like a younger, younger sibling who's like six years old, and like, this is why I shouldn't have kids because like. Kids try and make you feel old because they're like, they're like, oh yeah, did you know Rosa Parks? I'm like, yeah, we lived in the same apartment building. (laughs) 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 And (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, yeah. With that being said, it was a pleasure getting to meet you. You as well. I actually had a, I, I had a blast. Yes, I love this. And with that being said, this is Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. <laughs>